millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That, the podcast that celebrates films that we think are underrated, underappreciated, underseen, or we just really, really wanted to talk about them. I'm Alice Oliver and I'm with Josh Hallam as always. Hello, Josh. Hello there. There he is. Uh, So Josh picked this week's film. He went with Hollywood Homicide from 2003. So let's get stuck in. So Josh, you picked this week's film, Hollywood Homicide. So this film is from 2003, so spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet. So Josh, what is the film about and why did you pick it? Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And he'll he's, say no more. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an old cop. Josh Hartnett, he's a young cop. Mm-hmm. They're an old cop and a young cop, cop having Hollywood adventures in the Hollywood Homicide unit. Um, investigating crimes, particularly a murder, which leads to other stuff. Uh, in the meantime, they both have uh, second jobs. Harrison Ford is a real estate agent trying to sell property. He's more like a property seller, isn't he? Um, and Josh Hartnett is a yoga teacher who is having doubts about his future in the police and where his where he really belongs. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That is pretty much what it's about. Why... Why did I pick this, Alice? Why, why did I pick it? You tell me. No. Because um, surely because of Josh and Harrison. That's why I think you picked yeah, it. That's, well, that's, yeah, that's one reason. That is one reason. So I picked this, you know, by no means do I think this is some sort of masterpiece. But I think it's underrated. Mm-hmm. It was very harshly treated when it came out. It got quite a rough ride. And I think it is a perfectly decent, serviceable buddy cop action comedy with good leads. So I, you know, straight out of the gate, I'm not saying this is, you know, it's not Citizen Kane, but I think it got a rough, a rougher ride than it deserved. Right. So this so, isn't like me coming at you with Grease 2 saying no. this is a masterpiece and everybody but me is wrong. That sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not deluded. So that's not, I'm not, you know. <laughs> um, so had you seen it before? Uh, no, I hadn't seen it. Hadn't heard of it. Um, always excited to see Josh Hartnett. I feel like I didn't get enough of him really uh, in the 2000s. He sort of did a few things and then disappeared a little bit. Um, always excited to see Harrison Ford. Like, it's just, he brings something 
to I don't know if it's just this star quality or if it's the charisma or if it's because he, like I, I think I've said before I was quite a bit older when I when I started watching the Star Wars films um but seeing a new hope and him in that I was just like yeah I can totally see why people just invested in him as a character he's so he's so sort of charismatic and endearing and handsome and a great action hero and but also and in this especially, plays a really good kind of grumpy old man, yeah. which he sort of is a little bit, isn't he? It, is um, he um, Is he the movie star? Is he the guy? Is he like, when you think of movie star, if I said movie star? I, I mean, there. he's certainly, if you're thinking of the tears, he is certainly up there. Usually when I think of the movie star, so you would think kind of more Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio, Will Brad Smith. Pitt, George Clooney. Yeah. And I don't know... I think Harrison falls literally maybe just half an inch under those guys. Oh, no, 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 no. What no, do you think? I it's no. hard to say, isn't it? But I think I feel Alex. like the others. Not, But not that I don't like him as much as those <laughs> other guys. I definitely do. Like, I'm not Tom Cruise's biggest fan by any means. Um, but he just sort of falls under a little bit. And I think a lot of his characters are very similar to one another, whereas those other um, actors that I just named, I think, have a bit more of a range. And for me, Leonardo DiCaprio is possibly the goat. Like, he's incredible. But anyway, I suppose he's, he's, just, he's, a bit, he's that little bit older as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I suppose yeah. maybe maybe for our age as well. We, yeah, we've, maybe we we've just seen Indiana him. Jones and Star Wars way after they came out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. well, exactly, yeah. They weren't our sort of teenage heroes, were they? Because those films were already decades yeah. old by that point. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, the, so always great to see him. Uh, so for you, like, what are the main reasons you picked this one? What are some of the real standout things that you liked about this film? So I I really enjoyed the, the um, couple of things. I do think that the two of them, Josh Hartnett and Harrison Ford, have a good chemistry. Now, apparently, and apparently, they didn't get on when it was made. I read that too. I was Um, so surprised. I don't don't know if that was true. I was not there, but I've I've read it from more than one place that they didn't get along Mm. whilst it was being made. I quite like that it's driven almost by them as characters rather than the plot. The plot is quite secondary. You know, when I came to do the plot then... I know that there's, you know, there's a shooting, someone's killed, and then there's other stuff about them going after who they think did it, and a secondary plot about Josh Hart and its dad, who was a cop who was killed in the line of duty. But it's more to do with them as, you know, Harrison Ford, he's a grumpy old cop, he's working two two jobs to get by, pay his alimony, he's been divorced 700 times, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's under in... He's under investigation by Eternal Affairs. Uh, then you've got Josh Hartner. You know, he's sensitive. He does yoga. He likes the ladies. They both like the ladies, uh, which, which we'll come back to, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and I quite enjoyed that. That it was an expl- and it felt like it was coming from and it felt like it was coming from a place of, of a, you know, a lit- I'm not saying it's realistic, but of reality in that idea of them doing stuff to get by, not in you know car chases and all that sort of thing but i know that the guy who wrote it either was a cop or yes, was I a consultant or had there a consultant is, or something there is certainly a connection there and someone who had a hand in uh, the script or the way that the film was constructed was a police officer and did moonlight at a second job so yeah. we are getting a sort of a little bit of reality there yeah and i quite i quite enjoy that you don't see that you know very often, it's a, you know it's either a hyper realistic portrayal of cops where it's all about what they're doing. You don't really know anything about them as people, or if it is a character sort of study, it's you know it's usually it's usually about an issue, a political issue, or something like that. Um, so that was quite interesting to just have a 
an action buddy cop film where the plot is actually sort of secondary. I also I quite enjoyed um the action scenes. I thought there was some good chase sequences in it because it's a because they do do a good job of making the action sequences quite funny. You know, when they're doing it, although they are heroic, they're, they're both constantly flustered. Mm-hmm. And they're not as again they are they are our protagonists, but neither of them are you know you know they're both pretty handsome dudes, but neither of them are, you know neither of them are portrayed as in some way you know as the sort of Captain America level athletes mm-hmm. who can chase a crook down. That you know Harrison Ford struggles to run Josh Hartnett sort of is it it's literally starts with Josh Hartnett being a shit shot, mm-hmm. and they're at the firing range and he just can't hit the target. Harrison Ford shoots his target for him so that he passes and that sort of thing. Um, at, at this point, so 2003, I don't think you'd seen, I don't think we'd seen much of the older, older gentleman doing an action sequence. You know, this mm-hmm. is pre-taken, you know, taken open the floodgates for every over 50-year-old actor to be doing a, I'm an old man and I'm back and I've got skills, action film. You know, we've all seen those films, you know, taken the equaliser, Every, well, every and now actor, John Wick as well, and now right? John Wick. Every yeah. actor of a certain age has pr- pretty much done one of those, haven't they? Um, and why not? It looks like a right laugh. But I quite enjoy that. You know, you see Harrison Ford doing the older, older guy doing the doing the action, and it, and he and he makes it look like it is how it would look if an older guy was doing it. You know, the final, yeah, yeah, the final climactic chase scene. You know, they're chasing the murder suspect and his mate through L.A., and it culminates in. <laughs> Harrison Ford trying to commandeer a car and people not letting him get his car. So he steals a little girl's bike Mm -hmm. and chases them on a bike. Then you've got Josh Hartnett who does commandeer a car, but it's like a family car and the kids are in it and they're scared and they're talking to him about death and he's trying to have this sort of existential conversation about Hinduism and death and reincarnation, all that. And then in the meantime, once Harrison Ford's off the bike, he's, you know, he's battered and bruised, but he's still trying to sell this house on the phone and his mm-hmm. phone's going off all the way through. I think you've got some good funny scenes in it as well. You know, there's the the bit I remember, I really remember watching, which I think was why I picked it, was the there's the scene where they're both being interrogated by internal affairs and mm-hmm. they're in sort of adjoining interrogation rooms and they're just refusing to talk. And it's just quite, I think it's just quite funny. It's quite lighthearted. It's just, I just think it's a decent blockbuster. It's well shot, you know, he got some really good shots of LA and they, and they shoot LA in a way that's like not how you might normally see, you know, it's, I don't think they do focus on things like the Hollywood sign and Beverly Hills and Sunset Boulevard, but they're there. But you do also see, you know, just scenes of houses and and downtown and where people actually live. So, yeah, I just think it is a serviceable, decent blockbuster. It's not trying to change the world. It's probably quite flawed, which we'll come on to, but I think it's quite a good time. But I am interested to know what you thought. So what did you think? So I did think there was quite a lot to like about it. And a lot of the things that you've already said, I would agree with. Um, It had similar energy for me uh, as True Lies. So this kind of comedy (laughs) action, people in law enforcement sort of angle. So a lot of the comedic moments that you touched on just then, you know, when they're doing this chase. So when Harrison Ford takes the bike off the woman 
Um, he grabs it off her and then just screams in her face. Like he just goes, ah, just to kind of scare her away and stuff. And it's like, it sort of borderlines the absurd in many places with the comedy. And some of the scenarios are just kind of so out there. And it's just kind of like, how can we push this a little bit further? Um, So obviously when Josh Hartnett steals the car or, you know, commandeers the car to chase the murder suspects, he doesn't ask the family to get out or anything. He just takes them along with him. And it's like, that's going to be serious collateral damage if you crash your car. Um, Like some of the things you said then about the way it looks, there's one moment uh, where they're chasing down, I think it's one of the suspects or someone who could potentially be a witness to this shooting of this rap band who who all got murdered sort of early on in the film. Um, And they're in these sort of like back alley streets of LA but there's a canal and a bridge and they're going sort of back and forth over the bridge and, you know, one of them ends up in the water and swimming around and it looks really lovely and it's not like super glossy and it's not like, oh, you know, people in LA live in million-dollar mansions. Like, it's all quite subtle mm. but sort of quite charming in a way. There's a, a few sort of things to do with the story and the characters I really liked. Uh, so, I mean, like you said, I thought the chemistry between Josh and Harrison was really, really good. And that is a huge draw of the film. And even more interesting that they did reportedly, did you know, that they didn't get on during the filming and then beyond as well. Because I read even when they were doing the promotion for the film, like some of the sort of negative energy was spilling over. Um, it's interesting, obviously, seeing these cops, you know, people you associate um, with North America, especially, sorry, the United States, where people kind of hold the police and hold law enforcement in very high regard. But here they are having to work second jobs. And that just seems bonkers, like, because they're already exhausted. You know, it's mentally draining doing what they're doing. And then Harrison Ford's got to go off and try and flip houses or whatever it is he's doing. And then Josh Hartnett is a yoga instructor who also wants to be an actor. And he's in a play, he's in a streetcar named Desire, where he's playing Stanley. So every now and then throughout the film, you get him rehearsing his scenes, which obviously is just him going... Stella! Which I really enjoyed. <laughs> like I said, some of the comedy was like qu- quite absurd or like bordering on the absurd. Um, you've got the moment, I think it's to- in amongst this kind of final chase scene, which is the biggest sort of action moment in the whole film, I think. Harrison Ford runs into an elevator. He looks absolutely battered. He's been hit on the face. He's bleeding and he's got his gun in his hand. And he's in this elevator with like five or six different women who obviously look terrified that this guy has just run in like this. And he's on the phone talking about trying to convince someone to sell, like he's trying to sell a house. And it's just kind of a weird look that he's got going on, like this absolute manic man who's completely disheveled, bleeding, has a gun, but he's talking about trying to sell a house. And he's just like, don't worry, I'm a cop. Don't worry, I'm a cop. And it's just like, just little moments like that were quite funny. No no one does craggly old man the way Harrison Ford does it, I don't think. I love that bit. You know, they pull up in the lift, don't they? And they're all looking at him like he's insane. He's got a gun, like he's battered and bloody. And he goes, I'm a, I'm a real estate agent. <laughs> and then runs off to try and catch the guy. But he's just, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean... I think you make a good point where you did earlier on, which is like he does he does play a lot of the same characters over over again, and he, he he also doesn't. He has also given some good performances and other things like the Fugitive and that sort of thing, and regarding Henry, but but he does do that Indiana Jones Han Solo character charming rogue, I guess you could call it, really well. Quite just sort of quite similar energy, I think, for many yeah. of his characters, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Works, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Uh, so uh, towards the end, we've got so so part of the ongoing sort of thread through the narrative is the so Josh Hartnett's character Casey Calden. So his father has been killed, 
and we do sort of find out a bit later that it was by someone who's connected to this murder that's just happened. Uh, so he hasn't got this strong paternal father figure in his life. So he's obviously looking at Harrison Ford's character, Gavilan, as this kind of father figure. And he's like, oh, you're going to come to my show tomorrow night and all this. And he tries to copy his behavior. Like near the beginning, when they're at the murder scene in this nightclub, you know, Harrison Ford, he kneels down and he's looking very intense and he's staring at the ground and Josh Hartnett just kind of copies him, like, movement for movement. And they just sort of had this nice flow and this kind of nice energy between them, I suppose, all the way through. You could, It felt like that they did care about each other, even if sometimes they were sort of quite rude to each other or quite short with each other. So at the end, we get to see Josh Hartnett's theatre performance. He's playing Stanley in A Streetcar Named Desire. You know, he thinks that maybe some potential agents are going to be there or, you know, acting scouts, and this is his time to impress. And that whole sequence I did find quite funny because it's really like Amdram. Like, it's so, so basic. (laughs) The theatre is so basic. It's all obviously so, so cheap that they just kind of had to make do with the props and the costume and things that they had. So there's a scene where he goes into the shower. So what he does is he moves off stage behind a shower curtain, sprays his hair with a water bottle, and then comes out and, like, he's just had a shower. And it was just it was just kind of quite interesting and almost quite representative, I suppose, of the struggle that you do go through as a wannabe actor in LA. I'm sure it's absolutely brutal. And you have yeah. got to do these things. And not only is he doing that, but he's doing it whilst being a cop and a yoga instructor. Instructor, sorry. So he's just got so much going on. And seemingly having sex all night, every single night. All day, every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the ladies love him and he loves the ladies. And with the humour as well, I feel like there was some kind of like misdirection and misunderstanding with things. And, you know, when he's asking them to go and get him a burger and he they get the wrong burger or they put mayo in it and he didn't want mayo in it. And, you know, he just gets so furious and stuff. But I did, on the whole, I did think it was quite funny. And it did lean for me more towards kind of a comedy film than necessarily an action film. And certainly the focus is mostly on... Josh Hartnett and Harrison Ford's characters. I completely agree. And I think I think the key to that as well, and I think something that I like about it that a lot of films now have lost a little bit is that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just want to watch stuff blow up and... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think this film, I think it nails the balance well. So we'll move on then to talking about anything that maybe we didn't like about the film or anything that we would change. So, Josh, what about you? Anything come to mind? Yeah, there's a couple of things, I think. I mean, I, this is the first time I've ever watched this with a you know a critical eye. I've, I've only ever watched it in the past. I didn't go and see it at the pictures or anything. I think I, got, I think I got it on DVD or it was on telly one day and I enjoyed it. And I think I've only ever watched it for purely entertainment purposes. So it was interesting to try and unpick some issues with it. Um you know, there's some outdated language in there, particularly some homophobic language, which um, I know it's 20 years old nearly, but I think it's still a little poor uh, in there. The main issue I have with it is probably the script and some of the characterization, because for me, it's really male. It's a really male film. It's a really macho film. And I know that's a little indicative of the time, but there's no substantial female characters that mm-hmm. aren't there for, you know for something to help the male characters. You know, they're either there to have sex with them or they're there because they want something from them. I mean, it definitely wouldn't pass the Bechdel test, this film. I don't think there's a single conversation with a female character that's not about a bloke. Um, Some of these elements of the script are a little bit clunky. I think it could have done with another look, um, another look over, fresh pair of eyes. You know, Josh Hartnett says at one point about acting, it's my bliss, and it just went, went through me a little bit. I was like, I just don't, I just think, I, I don't think a character, and I know, I know he's me, being portrayed as you know he's a sensitive type and all that. So maybe he would say something as wanky as "It's my bliss," but certainly, <laughs> certainly made me go. Mm. Um, and you know, th- there's bits about his dad that are a bit hamstrung into the plot, as if they're trying to give him, they're trying to give him a reason to be a cop when you're probably looking and going, "Well, why, why would this guy be a cop?" Um, it's probably a, a little too long as well. Uh, it clocks in at about two hours. And I do like that it's really character-driven, but they get the balance a bit wrong in places. So sometimes they spend too long just in the houses, just doing stuff. Um, a couple of scenes, there's a particular scene, there's a there's a sort of there's a sort of a sex scene or a love scene where both of them are with, are with a partner and mm-hmm. it's just sort of in there. Mm-hmm. And and doesn't really do anything and I don't really get it. It's in there for no reason. I do think as well that Harrison Ford's character, A, is is written for Harrison Ford, it seems to be. But I think he he gets a lot more of the screen time than Josh Hartnett. And so it, as a result, I think he, he is a far more well-developed character 
And to add insult to injury, he out-acts Josh Hartnett a little bit. That's not to say Josh Hartnett gives a good performance, but I think he, Harrison Ford owns the screen as the sort of grizzled character. Whereas Josh Hartnett is sort of, I think he's sort of meant to be the personification of everything Harrison Ford's character might not like, you know, rookie cop who's not all about being macho and, you know, that thing that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we all know. Um yeah, so I think my main issue probably be some of the characterization, a little bit, little bits of the script. Um, I mean, nothing, nothing obscene. But if I had to pick, that's what I'd say. What about you? Uh, similar with you, with some of the characters, uh, characterization. Sorry, of some of the characters. So everyone is just kind of a type. So yeah. Harrison Ford is this kind of slightly older cop who, you know, he's been divorced three times. He has to pay alimony payments that he moans about. You know, he's getting home at midnight and he's. Uh, pouring a glass of whiskey and like listening to some old records or listening to the radio and stuff. His boss is like on his back and he's a bit like, you know, I'm going to throw the rule book out the window sort of thing. And it's just very much a type. And I think when you start going down that route, you lose a bit of the individuality of the character and they just don't have a very unique personality. And a lot of the characters were like this. Josh Hartnett's character, you know, this sort of struggling actor who's also a yoga teacher who does really well with the ladies and all this. And then a few of the kind of side characters as well. Oh, and the other thing with Josh Hartnett's character as well, so Casey's character, the, like... It, it kind of shoehorned in about his dad's death yeah. and, and kind of how that happened. It's like, oh, we need a character to have a dead dad, which again is just such a common trope. It's just like this needs to be their motivation is that the dad died and this gives them like this renewed sort of sense for vengeance and, and you know, action sort of halfway through the film. So so Keith David, who I absolutely love, uh, so he plays like one of these kind of more veteran, like hardened police officers who, you know, I've seen everything, man, that kind of thing. And then their Lieutenant Mako, he's like the guy who's always on our hero's backs. He's just like, I've got a warrant to search your lockers. You know, I'm going to make your life difficult. I'm going to investigate you for this. I'm going to investigate you for that. And then we've got Harrison Ford's love interest, who is a bit of a type in herself. You know, she's the boss's ex-wife or, you know, soon-to-be ex-wife. And she's like a radio psychic. And it's just, it just felt a bit two-dimensional, a bit weak, like I could have done with more from her. And like you said, not much female representation in there. And when there is, it isn't great. Like they're all his yoga students and he's sleeping with all of them, it seems. It's like, that's fine, but it just give them, give me a bit more. Give give one of them a bit more to do. Like, is one of them going to be the love of his life? What does she do for a job? What is her name even? Do you know what I mean? Like he's always getting yeah. the names wrong and stuff. And it's like, it's played off as as is quite typical from films of this time it's played off as like a charming funny little thing it's like oh i keep getting the names wrong of all the women i'm sleeping with silly me but it's just a bit like oh just just wanted a bit more from it um the other main thing for me as well is i needed more about h2o click about this Mm. rap band who got murdered at the beginning and is the reason for this film right So I needed more. I need to know more about these characters. I need a prologue or I need flashbacks that are taking place throughout the film. I need something because I didn't care enough because it's like we've got no attachment or no connection to these characters. We don't know them at all. But because it was so focused on Harrison Ford and Josh Hartnett, any bit that is to do with actual law enforcement or investigating or detective work 
you just kind of weren't that interested. Sort of, they'd start doing something. They'd be at the murder scene or they'd start, you know, trying to name and, and suss out who the suspect is. But then straight away, it'd be like, oh, but I have to go and flip this house first. It's like, oh, but yeah, I have to go and do my yoga class first. So there was no kind of build-up. There was no momentum. I want something like this. Like you mentioned Taken before. Like, I, I want some suspense, you know. Yeah. Um, so in True Lies, if we, you know, I'm thinking about that again, because there are some comparisons there, I do think. There was a bit of suspense in that. And like towards the end, you know, you're really rooting for Arnie and Jamie Lee Curtis because you don't know what's going to happen. It's like, well, how, how are they going to get out of this situation sort of thing? And there just wasn't really the same threat in this. There wasn't the same kind of suspense that I would have expected more from a film that is so heavily to do with police and that is very much an action film. So it just felt like that was missing. So it just didn't feel like a complete film. It sometimes didn't feel like they didn't know exactly what they wanted to be. I did find it funny, but I perhaps didn't find it funny enough for it to just straddle the line of comedy. So I just need, I just wanted a bit more. Like, give me more about these other characters. I know you've paid Harrison and Josh a lot of money and they're the stars and that's fine. But give me more about this world. Like, I want to know about these other characters. Why has this band been murdered? What were they getting up to just before they got murdered? How did they meet each other? That sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd agree with that because also thinking about it now, I couldn't tell you how they figure out that the bad guy killed them. Like, I can't remember. It's just, it's almost like they just know uh, or someone just, I can't remember. So it probably is a bit weak plot-wise and in in exposition-wise. It makes up for it a little bit for me, for the character development and the funniness of that. But I think I would completely agree with that point, which is the, which they cock up the balance a little bit of character development and plot. So like you say, I don't, you know, I'm not asked that these people get killed at the beginning because I don't know who they are. Mm. Yeah, just I would have liked a bit more from the world. And you can do that. Like, if you don't want to show us, you know, scenes and scenes at the beginning, that like, just give me a few flashbacks. Just give me some, you know, hints at who these people were as people and, you know, why we should be invested in them. And then in turn, you would be more invested in um, Josh and Harrison's journey, you know, to seek justice. But it just, it gets to a point where it just kind of feels like, oh, well, this is the thing that's going to happen next. And then this is the thing that's going to happen next. It's that sort of like, and then, and then storytelling. By the numbers, a bit, yeah. a bit, bit by the numbers action film. Yeah, which kind of fits in as well with the the whole kind of the types of characters that we've got in who again are just like, oh, well, this is what an action hero is. So this is what he has to be. He's grumpy. He drinks too much. He's sleeping with, you know, a beautiful psychic from the radio sort of thing. And it it was just a bit, yeah, here is the formula. We're going to stick to it. And I just wanted just something a bit more unique, maybe. Just something that's going to go a bit left field. Okay, so we'll move on to talking about the critical reception then, Alice. How do you think it did critically? I know I've alluded to it a little bit. How how bad do you think it is, I suppose, is the question. So, I'd... I wasn't sure until you sort of said, obviously, you've come into this thinking that it is underrated. So I, I didn't hate it. There are problems with it, but it was fun and it did make me laugh. So there is something to that. But my, I feel like my guesses have been way off recently and <laughs> I think I'm maybe a bit too generous. So maybe I'll try and put myself more in the critics' minds. Um, so I'd like to think it was it within the sixes. I think I would have given it a six. If you're thinking mm. about other films that are similar, these kind of comedy action films. So I would say 
I'll go 6.3. I was going to say 6.4 and I feel like that might be too high, but I'll go I'll 6.3 and then I'll sit there. So 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.3 on IMDb. So uh, yeah, uh, that's about what I give it as well. I think I think that's uh, I think that's fair. Sort of like you say, six six and a bit out of ten, that sort of thing. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time of recording, the score on IMDb is five point three out Ooh. of ten. Ooh. On Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it twenty seven percent, and the critics give it thirty percent. So what? three what? three. Three percent more generous than the audience. So, so I mean, I'm so I'm. I understand more that critics score because mm. you know the critics are there to be critical. That's fine. I am really surprised at that audience score. Yeah, I, I, I really I was. surprised. I, I, I knew it. I didn't think it'd do that well critically, but then I saw that and I was like, well. That's actual normal people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb is not a million miles off. I'd still yeah. say that's slightly harsh, but if, I mean, 27%, I think that's, I think that's way, way too harsh for me. Oh, going in, yeah, going into the 20s. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and apparently, Harrison Ford says this is the worst film he's done. Okay. I mean, I don't know if he said that before Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Do you, what? I mean, I I don't think it's the worst film Harrison Ford's done. What about you? Um, I I'll be honest. I've not seen I've not seen him in that many things. Like I've, no. I'm not I'm not. Well, maybe it is then. Jones. <laughs> yeah, well, it is as far as I'm concerned. Um, I I don't think it's as bad as as those scores make it out to be. I think there are a few more redeemable things in there, and I do think it is quite funny. I can understand how you could criticise it because of some of the character development or lack thereof, some of the problems with the script, but it's not a terrible film. And I would say that that is underrated. And I will have to say that it's un- underseen as well because I hadn't heard of it and I hadn't seen it. Mm. I, I would completely agree with you. I think it's it's a flawed film, but I think it's a perfectly serviceable, decent Buddy cop action blockbuster type thing, and I would probably say yeah. I, I think let's say underrated. Are we, are we saying underrated? Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Hollywood homicide underrated and a little bit underseen as well. So if you're not already, you should be following us on social media. We are just films and that podcast across everything. Basically, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're even on TikTok, guys. And we're making some pretty funny videos. Down with the kids. Down with the kids. We know what's happening. Uh, So just search for us across everything. Just films and that. And if you've got your iPhone in your hand, if you wouldn't mind, if you could hop on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and leave us a nice friendly review that would be much appreciated but that's everything from us for now Josh Hallam thank you very much indeed Uh, thank you very much Uh, cheerio bye Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.